You're listening to Huddle Up, a football podcast. Each week, Tony Dyer leads the huddle and tackles the hottest topics around the NFL. He's joined by guests from all around the football world, bringing their insights and reactions to the news and noise of the National Football League. Subscribe now to join the huddle. Welcome back to Huddle Up, a football podcast. I'm Tony, joined by Corey and Daniel, as always. Welcome back. What up? Is Hello. This, is this the fourth season of Huddle Up, a football podcast? Dude, it might be the fifth. No, it's not the fifth. I feel like we've been doing this for a long time. I feel like we haven't been doing it for a while. This is um, the fourth. Yeah. It's the fourth I think season. You're right. Yeah. I think yeah. so. Good job, guys. Never missed a week, by the way. Not a single week. <laughs> okay, that's a lie. During the regular season? Uh, maybe just one or two during the regular season. I think I'll go with that. Never missed a week during the regular season. And it's okay. far enough back that we're not going to get caught for that. So that's a good one. It's probably, probably after week 17, 18 last year when the Colts lost to the Jags. We probably weren't feeling it. Probably had to take a break. <laughs> we're back. <laughs> Football's back. This is a Thursday podcast. The show's coming out on a Thursday. Uh, the Buffalo Bills and the LA Rams are about to face off this evening. There was college yeah, this evening. There was college football last week. Did you guys have any bets out in college? I made a killing last week. I made a killing. Yeah, I had the uh, Carolina parlay and missed it by one. Unfortunately. Wow. Mm. I hit. I a, put out some. But I hit a, a six leg parlay on a free twenty five dollar bet that paid two hundred and fifty bucks. Sheesh. Sheesh. I'll take it. I'll take it. I don't know that I'll do a lot more six leg parlays. That was a free bet, so I got a little bit wild with it, but. You did get wild. You showed me that. That was, there was a lot of uh, wildness in that bet. It was wild, but it was free and it worked. So suck it, Daniel. <laughs> Stucky. It was a bold. Did you, did you a, bet on Tulsa or something? I mean. Yeah. Like, yeah. It was a, it was a bold <laughs> prediction. The deaf and blind to cover the spread. Like it was a weird one. Okay. I don't know if we're allowed to say the deaf and the blind. There's schools out there for deaf and blind. Yeah. They're, they're probably not winning very many football games. Anyway, maybe that, not. That was a bold prediction. That's what we're going to do today. Is bold predictions. Hey, have you heard? Of, have you guys heard about the time on 4chan when uh, Taylor Swift was having like a concert and there she had this thing where you could like vote and nominate like a school for her to perform at, and 4chan like took it over and they <laughs> voted in a, a deaf school. Oh, no. Stop it. You're joking. Oh, I swear, no. I swear it's a real thing, dude. Oh. So they had, to, they had to, like, change it. No way. They took it away yeah. from the deaf kids? Yes. Oh, that's <laughs> even worse. That's the only thing that's worse is taking it away from them. Uh, deaf people can listen to music still. Like, that's that is true. That is true. That's a thing. That's a thing. <laughs> I, had a, I had a deaf friend growing up, and whenever I was playing music in the car, he'd always tell me to crank it up. Yeah, they can feel it. Like it's a, it's a yeah. real thing. That's a dang. It's not funny. Like <laughs> Daniel, what the fuck, bro? <laughs> they can feel the bass bump. Uh, I'm still laughing that they took it away. From <laughs> Those fucking bastards. No one saw that coming. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, All right, bold predictions. Today we're gonna do bold predictions. A couple each. One each, maybe two. Uh, and we're going to get into the first uh, first part of the best bets of the week. Corey and Daniel each do a best bets of the week segment at the end of the episode for every regular season show. The last best bets of the week show will be right before the Super Bowl, where we will, that's where we settle up the five shot bets. Well, they're not five shot bets anymore. What do we call them? Uh, hot shot bets? Something like Daniel, hot take, shot bets. breathe, Daniel. I need you to get it together. <laughs> <laughs> so, hot shot bets lost the voting. Well, We're not doing hot shot bets. It's just shot bet. It's hot shot bet because it's fireball. Okay. You better do fireball this year, Tony. Oh, I've, I've got to do fireball this year. There, no, I, you only better, take shots of Kraken. You better, you better buy the bottle now and go ahead and get her in the freezer so she's ready to go. I will never even look at a <laughs> bottle of Kraken the same way again. Oh, God. We, neither know. will we. Uh, yeah, no shit. I'm sure. 
Corey, Daniel, who wants to go first? What's a, give me a bold prediction. So Ugh. these are just to, to say, what's a bold prediction. This is going to be a prediction that is within, within the realm of possibility, but not necessarily, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like it's gotta be obtainable. It's gotta be real, but not obvious, okay. I guess. So just something that's not okay. obvious. Go ahead, Daniel. Um, I'm looking through my, my big list that I compiled for this year. Cause I like to go back and look at the end of the year and see how many I got right. So I've got a ton, so it's actually hard to pick one, but I've got one that's just interesting enough, um, that I, that I really like mine is T Higgins will have more catches yards and touchdowns than Jamar chase. Wow. Wrong sound effect. <laughs> <laughs> T. Higgins out of Clemson. We'll leave it anyway. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I love this offense in general. They've revamped this offensive line, so Joe Burrow um, should have his way this year, and I love T. Higgins. Um, he is a number one prototype X-build receiver. Uh, Jamar Chase just, he's a dominator, um, but I, I love T. Higgins, and I think Jamar Chase is going to draw more of that corner cornerback one coverage and T Higgins. I mean, we saw in the Super Bowl biggest game of the year. T Higgins dominated. He had over a hundred yards and two touchdowns. Jamar Chase didn't have that. Um, so, you know, in crunch time and you're throwing up a 50, 50 ball. I mean, I know Jamar Chase is a burner and you know, you pump it deep and he's probably going to catch it. But if you've got a 50, 50 ball throwing up a fade in the end zone, you're going to T Higgins. You're not going to Jamar Chase. Um, so I know it's, I know it's pretty bold because Jamar chase is really, really good. Um, but I, I do love T Higgins and, um, I, I love this offense and I think they're, they're going to have a great year. I can see that happening. Is that bold enough? It's bold. It's definitely bold enough. I think, yeah. uh, Melissa and I were talking about it and I couldn't, I wasn't allowed. I promised her I wouldn't uh, take this for the show, but the first thing out of her mouth. Her, the first thing out of her mouth today was uh, Jamar Chase is not a top 10 fantasy wide receiver this year. Ooh. It was the very, wow. yeah, she said, I, she said, I'm not allowed to take it and use it as my own. And I remember when she said it, it was like I got punched in the gut, but I, I could see it too. There's a lot of weapons. And there, he's not weapons. really a possession guy. He's, he's a home run hitter. Correct. Correct. So a couple of those deep, you know, 70 yard touchdowns go away and his stats, you know, could, could take a hit. Yeah, I could see it happening. That, that, that's a good example of a bold prediction. It's not crazy. It's definitely possible, but it's not what we expect to happen. I've got some crazier ones on my list, I, I promise. bet you do. <laughs> Corey, you want to go next? Uh, sure. Um, so the NFC West we've claimed is the best division of football. <clears throat> I think three of the teams will make it to the playoffs, and I think the team that won't make it is the Broncos. Oh. Uh, Russell, uh, Russell Wilson struggled a little bit the last few years. You, you know, he hasn't he hasn't been able to carry Seattle to wins. Um, I think we're going to find out who Russell Wilson really is, and I do think he's a good quarterback, but I don't know if he's really in that top tier like we've you know we've thought the last few years. Uh, Broncos open up against Seattle and Houston. I think they get a couple wins there, but then they've got a tough stretch after that. <clears throat> San Francisco, Las Vegas, Indianapolis, LA Chargers. That's going to be a tough stretch right there. Uh, they got some cupcakes in the middle, the Jets, the Jags. Then they play Tennessee, play Vegas again, Carolina. And then listen to this last six games of the season. At Baltimore, home versus Kansas City, home versus Arizona, at the Rams, at the Chiefs, at the Chargers for the last six games of the season. Obviously, wow. obviously the Broncos are a better team than, than Seattle. It was last year, so they should be a better team, but I think people are sleeping on the Raiders. I think Derek Carr is a better quarterback than we think he is, and now he's got the best wide receiver in football, some people think. Um, yeah, I, I think... I think there's a really good chance that Broncos are at the bottom of this division and don't make the playoffs. And the other wow. three teams do. Wow. wow. Thoughts, Daniel? You say wow a lot. 
Wow. <laughs> I'm just looking at my list here. I've got three pro Bronco hot takes. This is good. Predictions for the season. So I, I mean, it is a crazy division. I mean, anything could happen. This is, I mean, obviously the best division in football, like Corey said, um, but I, I feel like this is really up for grabs between any of these teams. I mean, the Chiefs lost Tyreek Hill. There's some questions on defense and offensive line. The Raiders have never really put it all together. Um, and they've got a new coaching regime coming in. Uh, no one really trusts or know Josh McDaniels. And then we have the Chargers, who had essentially a lot of the same team last year. They've made a couple additions on defense, but they didn't really put it together. They didn't even make the playoffs. And then Denver, new coach, Nathaniel Hackett, comes in from Green Bay. He let Aaron Rodgers air it out. So I'm thinking he's going to do the same. I, I kind of feel like it's Pete Carroll's fault um, with, with Russell Wilson, the way that he coached that team and wanted to run the ball more than he would pass. I mean, Russell Wilson was on the fast track to MVP. Like, I think it was not this last year, but the season before. Um, when in the first 10 games, he was like by far and away the favorite. And then Pete Carroll just decided to switch it all up and not, you know, let him pass more than 20 something times a game. And then they started to fail because that's what he wanted. He wanted a defensive run first team, but that's not how they were built. So then they inevitably struggled. So, uh, you know, it's interesting. Um, I, I, I tend to blame it more on Pete Carroll, but yeah, my, I'll just throw these out here. Not that we need a discussion on them or anything, but no. And you know three, what? We're moving around. We're moving along fast enough, Daniel, actually that we can, let's go ahead and do two. And if you've got something uh, that can come, that can, you know, counter Corey, go ahead. Might as well. Let's do a second one from you. Well, I'll just, I mean, so one of them was the Broncos win the AFC West, <laughs> but that wasn't really that bold. So I was going to go um, kind of a secondary one that Javante Williams finishes as a top five running back. Um, I, I really, I'm not convinced that Melvin Gordon is going to steal 50% of the carries again, in this backfield. And I feel like this offense is going to be potent enough um, with Cortland Sutton as the typical X, you know, number one wide receiver. He should have a great year. He's back from the ACL officially, fully healthy. Jerry Judy up and running. Uh, we got KJ Hamler uh, finally back from his injury too. Barn burner type guy, you know, that Russell Wilson loves, um, you know, home run guy. And then Albert Equabenom at, at tight end, and they drafted Greg Dolcich. They have a great defense. I think. Uh, you know, Javante Williams is shaping up. He, he's going to have, I think, a really good year. And um, I, I'm, I'm really confident that they're going to give him the majority of the load. And then, you know, the offense that moves the ball over and over, they're going to score a lot of touchdowns. And I think Javante is going to have a big, uh, big say in those in those touchdowns. He's going to have a lot of goal line carries. And uh, I, I love the Broncos this year. But you know, I, they could they could have a great year statistically. And still, I mean, they could be third in the division, you know, fourth, like, like Corey said, I mean, it could easily happen with that division, uh, but I, well, we'll see where it falls. Okay, okay, I'm gonna do Corey get get another one queued up here. I'm gonna give you a couple seconds here because oh, I'll, I'll think about one. I, I'm gonna do this one. I didn't write down, but I'm gonna keep it in the division. It's something that's been on my mind all day. It's been on my heart. It's been heavy in my soul. Let's hear it. I feel like. Jimmy Garoppolo will be the starter in San Francisco. Oh my God. You hate Trey Lance. And without Jimmy Garoppolo, the San Francisco 49ers do not make a playoff appearance. I feel like he saves the team, leads them into another playoff push. And then he walks away. And then everybody in San Francisco is left holding the bag with their mouths open, agape to the floor as Jimmy Garoppolo gives the finger to the organization and walks away to sign to some other quarterback needy team who doesn't draft somebody, obviously. The draft class is huge. Uh, I'm not a fan of Trey Lance. It's not that I'm not a fan of Trey Lance as much as the division is very difficult. He is a young quarterback. They're prone to make mistakes. He's got a good defense. Okay, so that's good. He's going to get more opportunity than a lot of other quarterbacks in the league. He's going to get the ball back plenty of times. But the problem is, man, we see with these, with these mobile quarterbacks, it takes them a little bit of time. It really absolutely does to get caught up to speed, to be in game action. When they, when they do throw the ball, listen, we talk about Lamar Jackson again. It's just the, the, the number of attempts is not there and hasn't been there in the past for them to be consistent. The problem is in the NFL, consistency 
really kind of crushes your gameplay. A couple picks here, and you're losing the game, period. I'm afraid they're going to lean too much on his mobility. I'm afraid that the weapons group isn't as strong as they need to be. Kittle's already hurt. Kittle has a groin injury. I mean, that offense without Kittle, with just Debo Samuel, what does that look like? Corey's shaking his head. What do you got to say, Corey? Say it. All right, first of all, Trey Lance is not Lamar Jackson. They are nowhere close to the same person. Hey, what if he turns out to be? He was unanimous MVP his second year he took over as a starter. Sure, sure. Let's say Trey Lance turns into the running quarterback that Lamar Jackson is. Fantastic. I think I think of Trey Lance more as a, a Pat Mahomes. His second year was fucking phenomenal, too. Pat Mahomes' first game was phenomenal. Pat Mahomes showed up. And everybody was like, what the, well, fuck Alex Smith. Like immediately they're like, oh, Alex Smith's Lamar, fucking Lamar done. Jackson threw five touchdowns and had a hundred yards rushing in his first game. Well, I forgot about that, Daniel. <laughs> this, this is what I told Daniel last week. If Trey Lance is 70% of the person we think he can be this season, 70%, they're one of the best teams in the league. If he's 80, 90%, if he turn, if he has a Pat Mahomes type season, they're Straight up there, Super Bowl contention. You're asking for a bold uh, prediction. I'm giving you one. Trey Lance, his youth will get in his way, and Jimmy Garoppolo is going to have to step back in. And here's the other thing about it, is it's not going to take much. The man's going to have a short leash. The organization did him no favors by signing Jimmy Garoppolo to a one-year backup deal. They just didn't do him any favors. That locker room loves Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't believe Jimmy Garoppolo is a Super Bowl winning talent. I've said that before. The, the one pass to Emmanuel Sanders that was just so far off that cost the 49ers the Super Bowl. I'm telling you, had Jimmy Garoppolo made that pass, they'd have won that Super Bowl. He didn't make the pass. I don't think he's going to make the pass. What, Corey, you got more to say? I see you over there shaking your head. Hold on, hold on, dude. Hold on. I just, I'll jump in while he's looking it up. Go ahead. Jimmy, so Jimmy Garoppolo is... is so incredibly plain Jane and dink and dunk as a quarterback. He doesn't take risks. He doesn't throw deep. Trey Lance proved early in the preseason, they they dialed up a couple plays for Trey Lance to throw deep. He is a great deep ball passer. The ceiling for the 49ers is way higher with Trey Lance. You have... What do you mean it's way higher? They were in the Super Bowl two years ago. Three Was it two years ago? Two yeah. years ago, and then they made the NFC Championship last year. Yes. So how much higher is it? With No, with Jimmy Garoppolo yes. at quarterback. He is the most vanilla, non-risk-taker quarterback ever. And I believe that's if why Kirk they made Cousins that. Kirk Cousins was on this team, they would have won back-to-back Super Bowls. Wrong. Kirk Cousins can't win a primetime <laughs> game. I, Neither I, can, I, mean. I believe that with, without, the, without the vanilla that you're talking about, this offense will not thrive. It has to have somebody who's not willing to take big risks and lose the ball because when you it's run the not, ball. That's not going to happen, dude. So is Shanahan's going to put Trey Lance in a position to, to dink and dunk like Jimmy Garoppolo, but what Trey Lance is also going to give you is that ability to make a play, scramble out of the pocket. It's not a, you know, he's not taking a risk. He's just able to do a little bit more, roll out of the pocket and make a play that Jimmy Garoppolo could never make. I like that this and was such a hot take. And that's why, that's why the San Francisco 49ers are going to be the number one seed in the NFC. Oh, boom. <laughs> Dude, you love that stupid. I got to, I got to move that button. <laughs> yeah, you do. Uh, I don't think that's too far fetched. Okay. He is in such a good position. So I have the bold prediction. This is it's, good. It's going to be very hard for him to fail. Good. I'll say that. That's good. It's going to be very hard. The offensive line, the running game, he has like two and a half good wide receivers, not to mention Debo, who's great. A top three tight end, a stellar defense. It's going to be really, really hard for him to fail. That's good. This is what we wanted. That's a bold and, prediction. I'm not saying I'm not saying that you guys are wrong. I know that you're saying that I'm wrong, and that's what's supposed to be happening because this is my like this is. Well, a, we also don't know what's going to happen. We also don't know what's going to happen, uh, but I do know what's going to happen. Is Trey Lance is going to flounder? He's going <laughs> to flop around on the ground, throw multiple interceptions. The locker room is going to rise against it. him. Jimmy Garoppolo is going to step in. They're going to start playing more conservative. Start winning more games. Make it to the uh, you know NFC Championship game. Maybe go back to the Super Bowl again, and then the next thing you know. We, we're repeating mm -hmm. ourselves now. I, hey, I think, hey, hey. We I think, talk, 
Sorry, I think Trey Lance is in such a good position that if he just doesn't fuck up for the first five weeks, that by week five, we're going to be talking about him as the next super, superstar like we did Mahomes and Herbert. It's going to happen real quick, as long as he doesn't fuck up, and I don't think he will. This is how exciting Jimmy Garoppolo is. He took him to a Super Bowl, and then he took him to an NFC Championship game and probably should have been to a Super Bowl last year again, and still nobody wanted him. The team fucked him. What are you talking about? Oh, my God. Nobody wanted him. We don't know who wanted him and who didn't want him. We know that he had Obviously, they would have traded him immediately if somebody wanted him. He was coming off a surgery. They said they weren't going to trade him publicly. They had no interest in trading him. They wanted to hold his rights. I don't believe... We know that's a lie. Uh, Corey says timeout. The problem is the price tag, fellas. You're paying for a guy you don't know what you're going to get. He's coming off injury, and you got to pay him 25, 30 mil. Thank you, Corey. now, Now, he restructured a contract... And I read into that no trade clause, by the way. It's it states that they both have to agree on a trade partner. It doesn't mean sure. that he can't be traded. Yes. So of course. That, that's what a tra- no trade clause always for backup means. money. He 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 can be traded now for backup money and he still is on the 49ers and he'll still be on the no, 49ers at the end of the year. Here's here's a scenario. Kirk Cousins goes down with a knee injury week four. Boom! You you can plug Garoppolo in up there. That's when the trades. That's if it. That's that's what they're searching for there. With that and trade, the Forty Niners will happily do that because they already saw MVP caliber flashes from Trey Lance okay. at that point yeah. in Week Four. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Boom. Okay. God, the Niners are gonna be fucking dirty this year, boys. <laughs> I'm done talking about the Niners. Dirty. I'm done with this division, Corey. Hey, good, good hot take though, Tony. That was the most discussion and disagreement we've had on the show in a long time. In a very long I love time. it. Yeah, I like that one. Yeah. And I'm okay with both of you being wrong. That's fine with me. <laughs> Corey, did, okay. Uh, did, I th- no, no, no. I think we should turn this into a shot bet. Nope. I'm not taking shots on this. Uh, why? <laughs> Where are the shots here's, at? Here, okay, here's my shot bet, and I'll give you. Trey Lance starts every game this year for the 49ers, barring injury. I'll take that bet. Boom. So we're on the board. So we have an injury injury opt-out is what you're saying for both. As long as Trey Lance doesn't get hurt enough to not start a game and Jimmy Garoppolo has to play, he he won't be benched for Jimmy Garoppolo at all this year. Okay. Yeah, I think that's just fine. Okay. And if he is hurt and Garoppolo does start, that will nullify the bet. Correct. Okay. Okay. I can live with that. I think that's fair. Yeah. But I'll give you this. If he's hurt and he gets benched and then he's healthy. I was about and to we see him And we see him healthy and then gets benched. Take it. Yeah. Okay. If, if, okay. if Lance is on the sideline in uniform and Jimmy G's on the field. There we go. So won't, so Garoppolo will not take the starter starting spot for any reason other than health. Correct. I'll take it. I'll take the bet. Okay. Wow. Wow. We do need a shot drop. Yeah, we got a shot drop. We're going to get one. All right. All right. Cool. Uh, okay, Corey. Shot, 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 shot. <laughs> yeah, that's Corey, did you come up with a second Everybody. one? Or was, yeah, or I was, was literally going to do one? San Francisco's in a one seed in the NFC. That was it. I was going to ask if that was it. Well, then we just you dropped that right one. in the take. Yeah, nice. Okay. Well, if we need more, I've got more. I don't think we're going to need more. I think we're doing good, guys. I've got, I do have one more. Do you want to hear one more? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lay it on us. Oh, man. The last one, you guys caught me kind of gun shy here. You idiot. Do you want me to go? Because it's Colts related. What a horrible take. <laughs> All right. Um, let me see here. Yeah, go ahead, Daniel. And then I'll do one more after yours. This is perfect. We're, this is going to be great. Go ahead. Okay. Bold take with a capital B. Michael Pittman finishes as a top five wide receiver in fantasy this year. I agree. I agree. Got it that time. So, all right. I was uh, I was actually thinking about this because on the way home uh, from work today, uh, I went home at an early enough time, luckily, to listen to the 1070 Rewind for the day. And the Colts on 1070 have um, – there's this guy who used to coach on there. I can't remember his name at the moment, but – he was also predicting that Michael Pittman would have a huge year and he's higher on this receiving core than a lot of people. And the reason being is because you've got two or three tight ends there that could be viable. You got Jonathan Taylor, you got Naeem Hines. There's more weapons than it appears. 
you got Michael Pittman. You just drafted Alec Pierce, who's a burner. He's going to open up the the secondary a little bit for Pittman. And then you've also got Campbell and Doolin in there who are also going to be able to spread things out and a much better quarterback. That's going to get the ball where it needs to go. Michael Pittman's going to have way more opportunity to cook this year. Absolutely. Doolin is a guy. And I obviously I'm not going to disagree with this take. Um, I don't have, there's no reason why I would say like, no, you're wrong. Right? Like this is, this is one of those things where nobody knows, right? And there, there's no argument I can make against it. We can make a lot of arguments for it, but there's really no argument that I can say, like, no, clearly, obviously, that's not possible. Like, that doesn't exist. It is a bold take. I like it. I think Ashton Doolin really doesn't get enough credit, um, and for good reason, right? We don't see him on the field a lot, not as a wide receiver. I think he's slowly growing more into that. He's really a special teams guy who has taken on the wide receiver three role when there have been injuries to Paris Campbell. Um when <laughs> which always happened a lot <laughs> but but there's but the Corey's right to mention that name because i think that's a part of indianapolis's wide receiver group that people don't talk about is it is a very deep group it's a very deep group and yeah there's a there's a little bit of top end talent there with michael pittman clearly leading the the talent pool in the in the wide receiver room but alec pierce is exciting Ashton Doolin has upside. We like Mike Strong. I don't think that we expect a lot of things out of Mike Strong right away, but we like the guy. Like, he has talent. He has ability. Uh, I saw him at camp. He looked fantastic at camp. Uh, the, 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 the pool is very deep in Indianapolis at wide receiver. It's not very top-heavy, but I don't think it necessarily needs to be top-heavy. Um, and having said that, if, if Michael Pittman is the focal point of the passing game and is as dominant as we think he should be, and the rest of the players around Michael Pittman are healthy and are able to do like Corey said. I mean, now I've got myself so uh, Alec Pierce, having Alec Pierce there to help take some of the safety, safety pressure off of Pittman. You know, that also is going to open up a little bit of the, of the middle of the field. So that opens up a lot of different things there that Pittman can do. And Pittman's a better route runner than we, we really talk about. Everybody wants to talk about deep balls with Pittman, and he's, he's great at the deep ball. He's good at contested catches. But he's really a pretty good technici- tactician too. And he can run routes, he can beat guys, he can get yards, and they're not all going to be breakaway plays. But I'm, I'm not, I wouldn't be surprised if Michael Pittman uh, made his way to top five wide receivers in fantasy off of 15-yard passes and a couple of touchdowns. I mean, I could see it happen. Yeah, I, one of the reasons that I love Michael Pittman so much is the fact that I disagree with what you just said. I don't think the wide receiver depth is as deep as you might think. And it may be by the end of the year, but right now this is how I kind of view it from the outside looking in. You have Michael Pittman, who is coming into what should be a just great year. You have an unproven rookie in Alec Pierce, even though he looks great on film. We don't know what he's going to be yet because he is a rookie. I will say that about everybody, Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave, all of them. It's unproven. Paris Campbell cannot stay healthy to save his life. I would not rely on him one ounce. If I were the Colts and any, any amount of production I would get from him, I'd look at it as a plus. <clears throat> Ashton Doolin, he could be an above-average wide receiver as far as the NFL goes, but to me, the depth at wide receiver is why Michael Pittman will have such a good year because if they are going to get where they should get this year, Michael Pittman will have to be a huge part of that. Um, and that, in my opinion, is the only weakness the Colts have. Great secondary safeties, linebackers, linemen on both sides, running back room. I think Matt Ryan is the answer at quarterback for now. I don't think he's as washed as some people say. I think he's got two, two-ish good years left in him. And then we go to the wide receivers. I just I don't see it beyond Michael Pittman. It's like they have one and a half solid wide receivers and then that's it for now and then prove me wrong from anybody else um but i i love michael Pittman. he is i think he's what six five two twenty something i mean i i I believe in michael Pittman for sure especially to have this good year i i'm not going to call him julio to matt ryan you know by any means but i think there are some similarities there that matt ryan is used to playing with a receiver like this that he'll he'll make it happen for him 
And from what, what I've heard is they've already got really good rapport, which is a good thing. And Michael Pittman's yeah. great, great after the catch. He's going to create his own yardage. He, I think if he gets the ball at a reasonable pace, he's going to be extremely productive. And yep. while we're at Matt Ryan, uh, it's been clear this offseason that Matt Ryan's established a role of leadership in the locker room. I mean, he has been able to get a hold of these guys. He leads them. You know, he is he's not just a quarterback. He's a coach. And what we've seen um, with a certain redhead was a quarterback only uh, with an ego and an attitude. And it didn't it didn't get taken very well. I do think that that matters. Uh, we see it in every workplace. You know, when leadership doesn't have buy in from the people around them, shit doesn't get done the way it's supposed to. That's just the way it is. Uh, when everybody buys in with leadership, then shit works great. Uh, and doesn't always mean a Super Bowl. I'm not trying to turn trying to go that far, but it could mean that Michael mm-hmm. Pittman elevates to the top of his ability just by having good leadership, uh, a better than average arm, and somebody who's seen a thing or two who can coach him through it while he's willing to listen. And, and that's I guess that's my point is uh, between not to get too far lost on it again. I do believe that they're deeper than maybe you do, Daniel. I'm not saying that they're as talented. I think the talent drop-off is significant. I'm not trying to say that at all. They cannot. Re- Nobody's going to step up to replace Michael Pittman. I'm not trying to say that at all. Um, but- Paris Campbell's super talented. Yep. I mean, if he stays healthy all year, I'm completely wrong because then they have way more of an edge than they have in the last two years. I think the, I ahead. think you guys are getting lost in the wide receiver depth chart. It's there's, I you have two running backs that are extremely viable. Uh, one of them is super versatile and you've got tight ends that are weapons too. And they've, they've all shown that. So it's finally Mo's year. Mo Ollie Cox release him. Yeah. So let, it, let him eat to, right. to look at, to look at the roster and just say, yeah, the depth chart sucks. I think is a little short sighted. I think there's a lot more that goes into it. All right. I've got one more bold prediction and then we're moving on to best bets of the week. You ready? Let's hear it. The Eagles will not only win their division, they're the favorite at plus 140. Uh-huh. Everybody in the division, by the way, is plus odds. They are the favorite at plus 140. The Eagles will be in the AFC Championship game, is my prediction. Ooh, Holy NFC. shit. Holy oh. shit. That's really bold. Yeah, I meant NFC. Sorry. <laughs> that was a typo, and I relied too I much like on it. my notes. Apologize. I like it. Imagine if a prediction was so bold that a team changed conferences in the middle of the season and then won the conference that they changed to. Imagine. No, I think the, I think the Eagles um, are a long shot bet. Uh, this is not something that I'm personally betting on. I guess I'll throw 10 bucks on it if I'm going to say it's going to happen um, because the odds are going to be big because it is a bold prediction. But here, here's, here's kind of the lens I'm looking at it through. Um, PFF has them rated the number one offensive line. I think nothing happens on a football team without an effective offensive line. I think that the Eagles are a team that going into last year, we were mocking because Sirianni was saying stupid shit. Like, you remember that shit he said about the, the playbook and how he wants to have a really, what do you say? A real simple playbook so that we can understand it, but they can't. What was, what was it? Do you remember that? Dude, I don't know. He was playing I mean, rock, paper, scissors to check their intensity. It I mean, was just, nuts. The things that was coming yeah. out of this man's mouth. We all wrote them Weird. off. We made like it was a ridiculous mockery, right? And then they won a bunch of fucking football games. And then they went out and traded for AJ Brown. I mean, I'm excited about the team. I really am excited about the team. Best offensive line in football. Sixth best defensive line or defensive defensive unit. That's according to sportsnot.com. So not quite as credible. Sorry, I couldn't find a. I was hoping PFF would have uh, similar rankings on entire defensive units but they had it broken up a little bit differently. But James Bad- Bradbury, I mean, totally capable of matching up against a top wide receiver, and Darius Slay is still Darius Slay. So the, I talked about how um, Trey talked Lance... about last week, all the Eagles additions on defense. I mean... I mean, it's crazy this offseason. The Eagles are going to have plenty of opportunities. Plenty of opportunities to score points. They have the talent. They have the, the play calling is there. The offensive system worked. So unless they've been figured out... It wouldn't shock me at all. I, I know deep in my gut, I know they're going to win the division. I'll make that bet. I'll probably go ahead and put money on that at the end of the show. Um, I'll probably put a decent I size. I wouldn't bet against you on that. I'll probably put a I'm decent size you. bet on that. Um, and I think looking at the schedule, 
five of their first nine games are kind of cupcakes. The Lions, two, two Commanders games, a Jacksonville game, and a Texans game. They're going to lose probably one of those games, right? All these teams are good, but they should win most of those games. And there's some more difficult games sprinkled in there, but you win a couple hard games, you win the easy games. Next thing you know, you've got home field advantage and you're moving on. You're, you know, not only are you not playing in um, wildcard weekend, but you've got home field advantage and that makes it that much easier to get onto the next round. So it wouldn't shock me. I can see a path. And that's my bold prediction. The Eagles are in the NFC championship game. Strength of schedule. They have the second easiest schedule this year. That helps. Uh, I was just looking at some odds. Um, they are fifth in odds in the NFC to win the conference. That's because with that easy schedule and them being able to dominate their conference, they're going to at least, you know, win their division. And, well, I know there's not two buys anymore, but, I mean, they could be looking at a, a pretty easy matchup week one, and then really all they have to do is win, like, you know, one and a half games, and they're in there. I don't hate it. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I, I think the, I think the NFC is up for grabs. The AFC is going to be the challenge in the playoffs, but the NFC, I mean, heck, the, a team like the Saints could make it. I mean, just creeping into the playoffs and then just come to come alive at the right time. There's only nine in the NFC. It's Packers, Rams, Niners, Eagles, Cowboys, Cardinals, Saints, and then Vikings, and then that you're cut off there. Commanders, Giants, Panthers, Lions, Bears, Seahawks, Falcons. Yeah, NFC is super light, so anyone, it's it's wide open. So I love it. All right, you ready for uh, ready for some bets? We've been talking about bets. You want to make best bets of the week? Yeah, best bets of the week. Welcome back to best bets of the week. This is where uh, Daniel and I square off every week of the NFL season. I take some point spreads, four to be uh, specific, and Daniel takes four over-unders, and we battle to the end, and whoever wins gets a big pot of Lucky Charms. So Daniel's going to go ahead and start us off here. Who's your first over-under of the week? It's going to be the Thursday game. We're starting off right. First game of the year, Buffalo and L.A. Uh, two top five defenses, in my opinion. I, you know, I know both offenses are are solid, but it, you know they, they placed the over under at fifty one and a half, and I just feel like the last, uh, not last year, because I think that Dallas Tampa game last year was was a great one, but um, it just seems like the first game of the year is kind of subpar. You know, teams are getting kind of into it; they're getting getting started and getting, uh, you know, the chemistry back. And I, I feel like this is going to be not really, you know, one of those like hard nose grinder games, but I don't feel like 51 and a half is, is going to hit. Um, so I'm taking the under on 51 and a half. I love Buffalo's offense. I think Buffalo is going to go super far this year. And the Rams, obviously the Super Bowl champions, and they're actually underdogs in this game at home, which is crazy. Um, but I, I'm, I'm going to start it off with uh, taking the under at 51 and a half. I might just lose this because both offenses are pretty good, but I think with the defensive units they have and being the first game of the year, I, I don't think teams are going to start off that hot. Uh, my first game of the week, it's the Cleveland Browns at the Carolina Panthers, the Baker Mayfield redemption story mm. and Baker Mayfield and the Panthers will cover the one and a half spread. I could easily see them winning this by a field goal and an absolute 16 to 13 game. Um, I don't love either of the offenses a whole lot. I think they both have pretty good defenses. And I think, I think the Panthers just have the better quarterback right now. As much as I love Jacoby, you know, he was as good as Pat Mahomes for about four weeks a few years ago until he dislocated his (laughs) hip against the Steelers. Hasn't been the same since. Um, I hope to God he rekindles that fire. If he does, holy shit, this team's dangerous. Um, but for now, we're going to roll with Baker, <laughs> Baker Mayfield. Yeah, I like that one. That was an easy one. Um, I, I will say that is minus 115 right now. So the book's saying that, you know, that's a little more likely. I mean, that's not too bad, though. I mean, normal is minus 110. But, yep. um, yeah, my, my second one is uh, Pittsburgh at Cincinnati. We kind of got into depth about how, how, how much I like the Cincinnati offense. 
this year. And I think Pittsburgh might be surprising. Um, you know, the, the quarterback battle between Mitch Trubisky and Kenny Pickett kind of came down to the wire there, but they chose Mitch Trubisky. And I honestly think that gives them a little bit more win now uh, power. I think Mitch Trubisky was the right choice, at least to start the season. Kenny Pickett, I think, will start eventually. But I think this offense might be slightly surprising um, to people. I mean, Najee Harris can still catch passes, and they have three to four solid wide receivers in Pittsburgh. Um, so I'm going to take the over. It's actually sitting at 44, which I think is kind of kind of low, and I think that's normal for an AFC North showdown. But um, I, I like Cincinnati's offense enough, even going against Pittsburgh's defense. Um, and I think Pittsburgh is going to show up uh, this game and actually give them give them a surprising game um, in this one. I actually wouldn't be shocked, bold takeish here, if Pittsburgh upsets Cincinnati Week One. Um, in the AFC North showdown, but I'm taking the over 44. And I wouldn't be shocked if the Bengals missed the playoffs this year. All right. My second second bet of the week is San Francisco minus six and a half (laughs) at the bears. San Fran minus six and a half at the bears. Easy peasy. Trey Lance show starts early. I can already see it. Uh, one o'clock game. We're on red zone, whatever the fuck his name is. He's like, let's tune into San Francisco. And, uh, Trey Lance has four touchdowns and two rushing touchdowns. And, uh, it's an absolute beat down in Chicago. Cause I don't know. I don't know how the Chicago bears are going to score points. I don't, I don't believe in their defense. I think it should be an absolute slaughter in Chicago this weekend. San Francisco minus six and a half at the bears. The bear, the bears don't even know if the place they're playing is home. So <laughs> they literally have nothing. <laughs> yeah, we might, we might be in for a tough season in Chicago. <laughs> that is, that's harsher than taking away the Taylor Swift concert from the school of deaf children. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my, uh, my next one here is an AFC East showdown, New England at Miami. Um, I am not liking what I'm hearing with New England uh, so far this offseason. Uh, Bill Belichick went back and forth to decide who would even be calling plays in New England. And the beat reporters are saying how bad the New England offense looks and that they haven't seen an offense uh, perform this poorly in years. And what Bill Belichick is known for is taking away the best option um, in, in Miami. So that is going to be Tyree Kill. So it's really, truly going to be up to Tua um, and some other pieces to get it going. But... Miami's defense is solid, and I think they're going to shut down New England enough to make this a close, low-scoring game. So the over-under is actually a 46-and-a-half. I'm going to take the under on this game. Um, I just don't like uh, either side there. I know Miami's kind of the new show-stopping, you know, possible offense there, but Bill Belichick, you know, give him three to four weeks to prepare and, uh, and and it's going to be ugly um, on on Tyreek Hill's stat line, possibly. So we'll see what happens there. I was uh, one of my bold predictions, um, and I'd forgotten it. But one of my bold predictions was going to be that the the Patriots have the worst year they've ever had under Bill Belichick uh, this year. And so it's interesting to hear you say that. I didn't make the take. well. What's that? Ten and six. Uh, it looks like nine, <laughs> seven wins. Uh, 2020, they had seven wins, nine losses. That was a Cam. Oh. I think that was Cam Newton's year. I think it could potentially oh. be worse than that. I think it'll be worse than that. Uh, yeah, breaking news here, fellas. Mr. Commissioner Tony himself just completed a trade live on stream. Oh, wow. Uh, we've got Aaron Rodgers and Claypool. Tony acquired for Kirk Cousins and Chase Edmonds in a half PPR redraft. Yeah, I Congrats. was texted about this earlier, uh, Tony, from the team that you just traded with. And uh, they said, you know, would you do this? They just asked my opinion. And I said, yes, hammer the yes. Wow. So I actually I actually like the trade for the other team um, in this particular case. I know you were trying to recover a little bit at quarterback, and it was mostly about that for you. I know that. Trying to get Aaron Rodgers over Kirk Cousins. But um, Chase Edmonds is a starting running back. And, you know, for Miami, who should score a lot this year and, ha- and move the ball a lot, 
uh, for Chase Claypool, I don't know that that's an even swap, you know, on that side. So I, I actually favor Chase Edmonds over Chase Claypool, and then I favor possibly Kirk Cousins over Aaron Rodgers a little bit too. So I struggled with um, that too. We'll see what comes up. My my problem with Edmonds was he was purely a depth piece for me. I wasn't gonna yeah. be, I wasn't gonna be able to put him in my starting lineup at any point. And so the way a lot of injuries happen in running back and and a lot of them, a lot of them do, but I still have, I believe I still have three starting running backs for their team. So in my mind, I've got some room to, to deal with some injuries there. And I'm basically trading a bench player to pick up a couple points a week at quarterback. I don't, I didn't love it. Right. I tried to get more. I did try to get a lot more. And it's really sad to hear that he wasn't confident enough to do the trade that he offered to me in the first place without asking you. But anyway, that's not the point. Uh, get his ass get his ass he's not gonna listen anyway but but that's what happened and uh i do feel like my while my overall team may have taken a small step backwards my starting lineup took a small step forwards and i'm okay with that until there's an injury and then i'm screwed all right so my third game of the week um i don't know if you guys knew but you know russell wilson's playing seattle this week baker mayfield's playing cleveland did you know there's a third redemption game this week Oh boy! Do you want to, Do you want to guess what game it is? And it involves a, it involves a quarterback. Is it Joe Flacco at Baltimore? Oh. No, 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 no. And it involves a quarterback. Okay, let's see. Um, no, 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 no. Looking through here, I don't see it yet. It's all going to make sense soon, Daniel. Oh, I don't see it. Is it going to be something really obscure and weird? Nope. It's not as weird as you think. It's right in front of your face. It's uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars visiting Carson Wentz uh, in Washington. Oh. Yeah. And I went ahead and smashed the Jaguars plus two and a half because they're going to fuck Carson Wentz up again. Uh, it's going to start off ugly here for Carson Wentz this season. Uh, it's not going to look good. Hell, this one's minus 105. You can damn near double your money. Um, go ahead and smash the Jaguars plus two and a half. That pass rush is going to get it this weekend. Nice. Uh, my last one, um, it's actually uh, projected to be one of the barn burners of the week, and usually I'm a big fan, and I, I always brew for the overs, but uh, it's Kansas City at Arizona, this one. Um, DeAndre Hopkins is not playing. Uh, Kyler, you know, I think I think um, Marquise Brown is going to start off hot with Zach Ertz, and I think this offense really isn't going to miss much of a beat. Uh, but I just don't know how Patrick Mahomes is going to start out either. I, I know they, they started out the preseason super hot. I mean, the first drive of the preseason, they went down the field and they scored a touchdown. And everyone was like, Tyree, kill who? And, you know, it didn't really even matter. And they're just the same old team. So uh, I, I may be eating my words on this one, but I'm actually going to take the under. Um, under 54. Um, I, I, I just like... I don't know. I, I'm more prone to taking the unders in, in week one just because I feel like teams are going to start out a little less hot um, than maybe a little more urgency would, would give them, you know, week two or three. But um, I, I'm just – it's kind of one of those matchups that I'm just not feeling as much of. Um, just hammer the over. So I'm going to take the under on 54 Kansas City and Arizona. I know that's not really a whole lot of uh, analysis on why I'm doing it, but – um, I just, I, I'm not feeling that one. I'll be honest. I don't really have a whole lot of analysis for my last pick either. I've got the Raiders plus three and a half at the chargers. Raiders beat the chargers last game of the year. There it is. And that was without Devonte Adams. Yep. Yep. The Raiders that was are dangerous the playoffs. That was a playoff game. Basically. I, I just, I feel a big, a big start here for the Raiders. Um, yeah, I, I'm just feeling this one. Sometimes you just got to follow the gut. I'm feeling the Raiders. It's just, you know, I've heard little chirps just the last couple of weeks, just little chirps, little chirps around me and say, hey, the Raiders are going to be real good. Raiders, Raiders, Raiders. And here we are, Raiders plus three and a half. Well, I think you're absolutely right, Corey, that sometimes you do have to follow your gut. And recently, like over the last couple of years, my gut has gotten so big that I follow it everywhere I go. Uh, anything else is there a uh, (laughs) a little drop there dude you okay 
<laughs> you cannot use that drop the rest of the year. That is a draft drop. Well, I'll take it off. I'll take it off the board. I'll remove it. Yeah. Hey, Super Bowl picks, fellas. This is it. Season starts oh. tonight. Oh, wow. Season, Season starts, starts tonight. tonight. Who's your Super Bowl and who's winning? Oh, man. I'm not prepared. I'm just not prepared for this. Um, for fuck's sake, let's push it. Can we push this? Let's watch it. Can we watch a week? No, no, no. You already said the Eagles are going to be there. No, I said the Eagles will be in the NFC Championship game. Okay, who are they playing oh, in the NFC Championship? The Niners? No, I'm not going to say the Niners. All right. If they are, it? they're going to be playing Jimmy Garoppolo. He's going to probably fuck it up in the last game anyway. Jeez. Um, just think about it for just a second. All right. All right. I'll think about we it. We got to get it. We got to get it in. I'll think about it. I'll get it in. I'll get it in. Don't worry. I'm going to get it in. It's going to be the Buccaneers. Okay. Tom Brady's going to play with his hair on fire. Oh. So I'll take, I'll take the Buccaneers against the Bills. Buccaneers win. Whoa. Oh, oh. I've got a rematch of a Super Bowl a couple years ago. I got the Niners and the Chiefs. Niners and the Chiefs. Chiefs win again. Everybody's sleeping Ooh. on the Chiefs. Tyree Killing ain't he, he ain't the gospel. Chiefs are gonna be dominant. Oh wow. Wow. I'm gonna take I was just trying to write down who I think might be there. Um, I'm going to take, so in my AFC championship game, I've got Buffalo and Denver. Hear that, Corey? I hope you're taking Buffalo, buddy. I'm going to take Denver. Oh, my God. To be <laughs> in the Super Bowl. I'm not even a playoff team. And L.A., Rams on the other side taking on uh, just for the record Daniel already has his entire playout bracket mapped out with every win and loss total for every team he's statted every player <laughs> so this yeah. pause is for dramatic effect uh, no <laughs> no this is me figuring it out on the fly I swear oh I don't know who LA is going to be oh, playing. We got, so far. we got Chiefs, Bucks. And... I'm going to take. I'm going to take Denver. Oh! I'm just going to hit it. Bold, bold take of the night too. I'm just going to add another one. Put it on the board. Wow! Wow! You've been listening to Huddle Up, a football podcast. Subscribe on your favorite platform and follow us at Huddle Up NFL and at Commissioner Mister on Twitter to keep up on the latest from the NFL and stay in the huddle. Huddle Up. Team on three. One, two, three. Three.